This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM640. Or download the app at 640toronto.com. song. I think it's just so fantastic. Here we are, Thursday, April 21st. Such a shock to find out that Prince has died at the age of 57, especially since he just was in town for two amazing shows, just him and a piano at the Sony Center. Just literally, I can throw a rock and hit it from where I'm sitting right now. We're joined on the uh, line right now by Alan Cross, who is, you know, not only uh, a music god in his own right, but he also was the host of the ongoing history of new music. And uh, he also has a lot to do with uh, 102.1 The Edge, our brother station. Alan, thanks for joining me. Oh, you're welcome. This is sad. I mean, it's it's even a bigger shock than the Bowie death in some way. Because we had all kinds of sort of hints and indications that Bowie had been unwell for quite some time. The, the Bowie shock was, was made a little larger by the fact that he had just released an album two days before he died. But he was 69, and it turns out that it was liver cancer. And after all, the news came in. It was like, okay, we understand. But Prince, 57 years old, less than a month ago, he played these energetic shows at the Sony Center. And two shows in one night, 60 songs-ish, and everybody I've talked to who has been at the show or was at the show, who worked uh, at the Sony Center or was part of the crew or something, all say he was in full Prince form, full of energy, looked healthy, lots of verve and, and, and sparkle. There was no indication that there was anything wrong. Yeah, and we're hearing today that, you know, he well, he, he acknowledged that he had the flu. He, we knew last Thursday we were talking on the show when TMZ broke the fact that his plane landed for an emergency in Illinois, went to a hospital, and then on Saturday he was shipped back home. He had a private flight back home from that hospital recovering from the flu. I mean, he even said at a concert, you know, don't, hey, uh, take it easy. Don't waste any prayers on me just yet. Uh, unfortunately, ma- famous last words, I guess, in his case, because we're, we're learning today that you can indeed, uh, another otherwise healthy individual like Prince can pass on from the flu, which is just an absolute tragedy. Now, we, we assume that it was the flu. There are other people who are saying that he checked out a hospital against doctor's wishes. We don't know that. That's completely unconfirmed. Uh, there were stories of him showing up at a drugstore late at night, not looking very good and being rather nervous and furtive in his behavior. Uh, some of the employees took notice of that. Uh, and he was also uh, a devout Jehovah's Witness. So yeah. they have certain uh, edicts and, and precepts about what uh, happens with, you know, in terms of medicine, in terms of, 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 of the body and, and, and health. So, you know, feel free to speculate wildly, I guess. Sure. We'll find out uh, more as the, as the time uh, goes on. We'll get the, the, to the bottom of it. But not that that's important right now. We're going to talk about the man and his music. You know, for people, Alan, that remember Prince for, you know, the hits like Little Red Corvette in 1999 that maybe, you know, just sang along with those songs in their car but weren't massive Prince fans, weren't scrambling to get those tickets to those two shows. Uh, why was Prince such an important uh, artist as far as uh, the music industry goes? 
because for a lot of people, he was their Elvis. He was their John Lennon. He was their David Bowie. He was this guy who was the embodiment of everything that Jimi Hendrix, Michael Jackson, and James Brown could promise. And not only that, he did things his way. He was not going to be pigeonholed into any one sound, any one look, any one anything. And he was prepared to give absolutely everything up, including his name, when he got into that famous fight with Warner Brothers Records over his contract. He had no interest in being the slave to the slave owner. So he gave up everything. Now, fortunately, at that point, he had uh, enough resources and enough money to be able to sustain himself through the long, horrible fight. But he ended up getting, you know, his way in this particular, in, in this case. After that, he went into, I don't want to say he went into a decline, but his records weren't as popular as they were before then. They were, the music was, was really good, but uh, because he was working outside the label system, he was never the sales, the commercial force, uh, as far as record sales was, were concerned, uh, up until that, po- uh, before that point. He uh, could still draw tens of thousands of people to a concert just by saying, hey, I'm going to be playing. Uh, and, and he made all his money through live performances. He hated the Internet. Uh, he rarely went online. If he did, he was there for a moment, and he decided that everybody was ripping him off, and right. uh, just, he disappeared from the Internet again. So it's, um, you know, he did things his way. That's an interesting and- thing you bring up, Alan. I just want to stop you there for a sec on that whole Internet thing, because he was very much like Bowie as an artist, but, you know, Bowie really embraced technology, and here we have someone like Prince, who you would think would embrace technology, and he's backing off and being very private. Right. He, he again, you have to look at uh, Prince's experience with people, what he considered stealing his music. He considered Warner Brothers stealing his music, his art, because of the nature of the contract that he had signed when he was 17 years old. Uh, the Internet, he was against downloading. He was against streaming. He was against all these, these modern conveniences because he was an old-school artist. He believed in the sanctity and the value of music and that people should pay for it. And nobody should get any of this music for free because it was the, you know, his blood, sweat, and tears. He worked. It was yeah. his work. Yeah, it was yeah. his work. And, and you know, you can fault him for that, or you can say he was a Luddite, or you can say that, no, he was a man of principle. Whichever way you want to go, it, you know, it, it, it works. Again, he didn't have to worry about money. One thing we can agree on is he is an eccentric. So uh, kooky uh, stories that you got, quirky stories of Prince? I got a good one. Uh, I think I heard this one from filmmaker Kevin Smith. One morning in February, it's about 3 o'clock in the morning, an assistant gets a phone call from Paisley Park Studios. It's Prince. He says, I need a camel, and hangs up. So the assistant kind of shrugs, Prince, Minneapolis, camel, 3 in the morning, February. Yeah, that's Prince World. Everything is all right. They got the camel, I'm guessing. I would imagine they did. I, I understand that Quest uh, Love once wrote, like, he would just do crazy things. So first of all, he would play basketball all the time, challenge people to pick up games of basketball basketball wherever they were. And he once said that uh, Quest Love from The Roots says that he actually went roller skating with Prince. He was invited to go after hours roller skating. And Prince took out these clear skates that lit up. The wheels sent out multicolored spark trails into your path. And basically, he could skate as well as he could play guitar and sing. He was a really good basketball player in high school. I've seen pictures of him on the team. He looked exactly like, like he did last week, uh, except just a, you know, a tiny bit younger. He, he had another thing when he was living here in Toronto. There was a, a club 
not in downtown Toronto. I can't remember which one, but it's where he would hold his VIP meetings. It was his own private boardroom, and he would ask to use the VIP area of the club during the day to hold his business meetings. Wow. I love that. I, you know, I, I love that Prince lived here in Toronto and that it was a very quiet time in his life. I think it says a lot for, uh, you know, Torontonians in, in general and how respectful we are of uh, our artists that come to live here. Yeah, you know, he liked living here because everybody left him alone. And he would show up at length in some of these small clubs. A limo would pull up out front. He would get out, get on stage, play a quick set, and then disappear and Oh, yeah, that was Prince. Well, you know, I have a regret that I, I, you know, I tweeted out the information that tickets go on sale tomorrow morning for the Prince shows on Wednesday night. They went on sale on Friday. On Thursday, I didn't get one. I didn't go to the shows on Friday. So that's a big regret for me. Were you there? No, no, and I have the same regret. I thought, okay, Prince is 57. He comes around every year or so. I'll go see him next time. Yeah. Well, we deserve a collective kick in the you-know-what. This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM640. Or download the app at 640toronto.com.